Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. <laughs> A little delay there. The heck? You never know what we're going to do here. We just, uh... all right. So uh, nice to have you with us, Steve. And uh, we are a tech company. If you're new to us, uh, we're a tech company that helps churches and ministries uh, use technology. Uh, one of our specialties is streaming video. We do mobile apps. We do content management. And we even do websites. We've been doing this now. How long have we been doing this, Steve? How long have, how long has the company been going? I'm looking forward to our 20 year mark, which is still a couple of years away. So yeah, well, 2001 is getting close, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, if you're watching us on video, we actually have a guest today, and our guest is Jonathan Smith. He's the director of technology at Faith Ministries in Lafayette, Indiana. Jonathan, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. You are in a hotel room. And what did you tell us earlier? North Carolina? I'm living the high life in Charlotte, North Carolina this right. week, yes. Good deal. All right. Well, look, uh, we're going to talk today uh, a little bit about uh, data mining. Data mining. Now, my, my father was a coal miner, but I don't think that's the kind of mining we're going to talk about today, are we? No. No, I had a grandfather who was a coal miner, too. Huh? No, not, not, not today. All right, so we're going to talk about should churches really engage in data mining? And if you're not sure what that is, before we get into it, I just want to, you know, you, this is your first time on the Church Solutions podcast. I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're, you're over there in, in at Faith Ministries. Uh, who is Jonathan Smith and uh, uh, what should we uh, know about you? Well, I'm a geek. Does that cover it? Yeah, Faith Ministries is in Lafayette, Indiana, which is where Purdue University is, and um, I went to Purdue. A little guy you might have heard of named Neil Armstrong went to Purdue. Um, <laughs> we're kind of a big deal there right now, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Um, I like to say Neil and I went to the same school, although we were separated by a few decades. Um, <laughs> uh, I do like space and rockets, but that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, I've been in faith uh, for a very long time, and part of the fun of being in a ministry for a long time at one location is you get to see how technology evolves, um, not just globally, but as you apply it to that one area. And obviously, streaming stuff, we weren't doing this 20 years ago. Um, yeah. And you look at the kind of things that we can do now, it's just pretty cool to see where technology has taken us. And that's my passion, is to use technology to help uh, impact the kingdom here on the earth. Yeah, that's awesome. I used to work in aerospace, and I hired oh, yeah. several guys from Purdue that went to Purdue. So I've got to know them over the years. They've been that work some out of my right? best friends. Yes, they <laughs> actually, one of the guys, um, I hired him and he worked for me for 12 years and then he got promoted and I worked for him for seven years. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Well, good deal. So, uh, all right, so let's talk about this data mining. So we have people that listen to this podcast, all six or seven of them, uh, that uh, are involved. Some of them are pastors, some of them are, you know, associates, some of them are, are volunteers for their churches. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, what are we talking about here when we talk about data mining? And as a pastor or, you know, a, a volunteer, somebody that's very much involved in their church, why should I even care about data mining? 
Yeah, I think there's there's a couple reasons. Um, one is it's got a very negative connotation. When you hear the word data mining in the news, it's usually not a good thing. Um, it's somebody is turning you into a product to make money. You know, Facebook is a great tool as an example, but you are not the customer. You are the product, and the mining is how they make money. They're not giving us Facebook because they're nice people with money in their pocket they want to give away. Um, churches sit on a lot of that same kind of data. And we just kind of, we got two problems with it. One is we got to keep it safe. The other is we should be using it to make our ministries more effective. And so when you talk about data mining, you're taking the data you're already collecting, you're already using, that you've already got, and figuring out a way to make that help you make better decisions so that you can impact the kingdom wherever you are, or you can um, better serve the people that you're serving because of that data that you have. And we just don't look at it very often. It just kind of sits there and we don't say, hey, how can we do stuff better because of what we know? Is there an example that you have that, I mean, something that, how would I use this data to benefit, you know, someone at church, for example? Yeah, I think the bigger thing that people talk about in churches right now is closing the back door, especially as churches get very, very large. Um, you know, it's not the 300 people that show up on Sunday morning necessarily that you can count from the pulpit and see who's coming and who's not coming. So as churches get larger, how do you make sure the people coming in are being served and they're not slipping out the back door because they just get lost in the shuffle? Um, looking at your data can help you figure that out. Even if you're not taking attendance on every person that comes into your building, you're still collecting other data you could use to find out, are they still involved? Are they serving? Are they giving? Um, how connected are they with our organization? Yeah. One of the things my pastor has said for years, and Phil, you're aware of this, and maybe he's just just echoing what other people have said, but the last thing to come for a person is their money when they're coming to church. They may come for a while, but the last thing they commit is their money, and the first thing they they pull away is their money. So, you know, he's he's really adamant about, you know, let's track and make sure that, you know, we've got some committed people. Let's make sure they're to the point where they've, you know, they're tithing and committed to giving. And then he, he'll look at, um, you know, oh, there's some, you know, who's who hasn't who's a regular person been attending for a long time, but they haven't given in a while. It's just a precursor to them leaving the church. Is that the kind yeah. of thing you're look, th talking about or? Absolutely. Not not just that, but I mean, obviously money is an important part of giving to a church is how churches survive. Um, but you also just have the, we're trying to do new things and reach new people, and we can't get anybody to show up and help us do that. Um, the data mining can tell you, hey, look, there's some needs we can fill that we've got resources for that we're not plugging people in because we're not looking at the, that information. All right. So are there things like, um, you know, I need children's workers. Is that going into, how would I, is there, is there an example you might have for how to, you know, how I might use the data in my church to, um, get some some children workers involved. Yeah, so at Faith, we collect a lot of information, and we are always asking people um, through various surveys and various forums what their interests are, what they believe their gifts are, how they can be connected. And so as you go to look at that data, when you say, well, we need the target, we need nursery workers, as an example, I would not be a good target for a nursery worker. <laughs> um, I have two children, I love them, and that was that's the extent of my involvement with children right there. Um, <laughs> But there are people who are passionate about young young folks, people who like to change diapers, people who like to serve in the nursery. So sometimes you can use the data to target the people you want to reach out to. So instead of sending me an email saying, hey, we need more people in the nursery, you're able to right. look at folks that have signed up and given their gifts and abilities and said, hey, we noticed you like young people. We're trying to staff the nursery better. Would you be willing to, involve, be, willing to be involved in that? Mm -hmm. right. So uh, let's let me back up a little further here now. 
what is what's some practical ways to get this information? I mean, uh, are are we talking about just having people fill out a profile, uh, or are there other ways to obtain information on people that you know would obviously benefit what what the church is trying to do? Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can be really creative with how you collect it. Um, some of it's just the straight out survey. You know, hey, thank you for being a part of our ministry. We'd like to know how we can get you connected. Here are some opportunities to serve. And then you can decide, do you collect gifts and abilities? Do you collect um, preferences? Do you collect, you know, just here, here's a list of what we offer. Which ones do you want to be a part of? And you can gather that data in a lot of different fashions. Um, the other part of it is we do it through some interviewing processes. So as people come in and join the church through whatever kind of process you might have um, to submit yourself to the authority of a local church, um, you're gathering data just by talking. And then the people gathering that data are putting it into a church management system or some kind of a database to collect it there. So you're gathering it. Some of it's formal, some of it's just organic. So when you put it that way, it sounds a lot less, uh, I don't know, threatening maybe. Right. I mean, when I think of data <laughs> stuff, I'm thinking of Facebook is lurking or or Alexa or, you know, my Google thing is listening to me. Uh, I mean, in, in some of my churches, we did a, basically a takeoff on Rick Warren's 301. You know, we would actually do a class on discovering your gifts and your talents. Okay. And, and we would interview people. Uh, you know, to they'd fill out some information, they'd go to the class, obviously, and then we would interview them later to see how they could fit in the ministry. So that's kind of what you're talking about here uh, when you talk about gathering data, right? Exactly. You're just taking the stuff that you're already getting and saying, how can we apply it to what we do? And then not discounting what you're already sitting on. Um, right. You may be, especially when you talk about propensity to give, when you talk about um, propensity to serve, when you get into capital campaigns, stuff like that, all those things, I think we're sitting on information that pastors and seminary right. don't learn about data analytics. Right. I don't think that's a theology class they offer. No. Um, but they're probably sitting on all that data. So is somebody helping them use it in a fashion where they can make better decisions? And then... It's the church that goes to build a $100 million worship center and is shocked when they can't raise the $100 million. Right. You should have figured that out beforehand because of the information you already had. Do you have some examples of churches that are using the data to kind of tune their operations? What I'm, what I'm kind of envisioning here is oh, I got four years worth of data and I kind of know where the highs and lows were, where my ministry over these past few years is there are there churches that are going in and say let's let's go look back and look at the data and see what what was going on during the troughs and what was going on at the peaks? Are there is that a, a way to you know churches can look back and see you know how they may better tune their ministry going forward? Or yeah, churches change a lot. I mean, you all know that churches are not static. So a church from five years ago to a church from today, if you count average turnover, you know, 30% of those folks weren't there five years ago, right. um, which constantly is changing. What are you trying to do and who are the people that are involved? What are the gifts that you have? Um, so I think it's good to keep collecting the information. But at the end of the day, you're taking data to create information to make decisions out of. And if you're not getting the data to get the information through your reporting mechanism or whatever that you use to, to turn that into information you can make decisions from, um, then you end up frozen in time. And so I think the churches that are doing it well, I like the notion of collecting the gifts information um, mm -hmm. versus here's our 40 ministries. Which one of these do you like? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, then yeah. I feel like I'm in the odd spot of which box do I have to check versus, hey, what are your gifts and abilities? 
and then how can we connect you to the things that we're doing or how would that work in what we're in the community that we're trying to serve right. one of the uh, you know things that we've actually what gave birth to my involvement with uh, creating technology and ministry was a thing called myflock.com and what we had done was uh, it was before before um, before Facebook and before uh, MySpace. And we had everyone uh, fill out a profile and they would go through the, the, the initial idea behind it was an installation tool to allow people within the church to connect with each other. But we went through and I mean, the profile exists today where what are your spiritual gifts? What's your what's your past history? What do you like doing? What's your favorite sport? What do you do in your leisure time? And so it's quite somewhat of a quite extensive um, profile that was done. And we really didn't have churches that were leveraging that too much at the time, maybe a little before its time. But um, I would think that would be a great resource for being able to gather some data. Um, So. And and make it less and less formal because you can gather the data when you look at, I mean, look at my parents, my grandparents and my children. My grandparents are not going to go online and fill out a profile. Mm-hmm. They will answer those questions if somebody asked them over a cup of coffee. Right. So it's, you've got multiple ways to collect that information and so that you can use it to say, what, do we ha- what are the resources that our church has available? Um, so th- here's something that, that my church does. We have a leadership team meeting uh, with you know, once a month usually. And uh, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out here and get your opinion on this uh, Jonathan, but we we go over the, the data. We go over is very minimal, and we go over uh, obvious, obviously average attendance for the month, uh, year to date attendance average. Uh, we go back usually two or three years to compare to see where we're at as far as okay, we're up five, an average of five people or whatever. We look at kids. Uh, what else do we do? We look at first timers, people that we call them first timers, but first time guests, second time guests third time guests. And so we use that data and we go over it in a leadership team meeting to kind of compare how things are going. Is, is that what you would think is, is at least a good starting point to use some data? Absolutely. That, that is a great starting point. And, and most churches do that. I think the, the next thing is to go to the next level. So, okay, of those new, those first timers, as you call them, whatever you call mm-hmm. them, um, in your organization, okay, the first timers, what's the next step for them? How do you take a first timer and disciple them? How do you, um, to use a buzzword, how do you assimilate them into your ministry? Um, and that data can help you go to the next level when you find out more about them and you're capturing that information. Again, it doesn't have to be a formal thing where, hey, please fill out a form. It can be a, you know, the discipleship pastor took them out for coffee and learned this, this piece of information about them, um, learned what they like to do, and then somehow that gets captured so it can get used. Yeah, that's a good. Are day. there are there special tools that you know? If I've got my church management system going, are there special tools that I would need to employ to to be able to discover this stuff, or is it just awareness and common sense with let's <laughs> let's just you know let's recognize this information we're getting and, and leverage it? Or are yeah, there I tools think, out there? Yeah, that, I mean, the the challenge for us is the data comes in through so many different sources. So you have the formal sources, you have the card they might have filled out in the chair on Sunday morning, um, you have the email they put in or the form they filled out online, or you have, you know, they met with a small groups leader and they told them a bunch of information. How do you get all that in one place? So obviously you want your CHMS to be able to handle some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the tool you mentioned earlier, 
um, uh, with MyFlock. That was a phenomenal tool um, that gave a structured approach to collecting the data for an organization that didn't want to figure out that structure on their own. We don't even know what to ask, so we're going to get a tool that helps us know what to ask. Yeah, yeah Steve's a billionaire too, by the way, because of that whole thing. <laughs> oh, no kidding! Wow. <sighs> Steve, I'd like to talk Phil, to you after the Phil, podcast. Phil can <laughs> mockingly say that. I mean, you, the, Phil, 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 um, you know, found you an interview and, and found you on this topic, and he knew that it would excite me a little bit because, actually, in my <laughs> former career, um, I was responsible. I worked in the aerospace business, and we worked in the estimating department, and we were charged with gathering tons and tons of data on past programs so we could you know more accurately predict the future of you know future costs of new programs so we got exposed into this whole data I mean, the 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 the, re, the the big time data mining stuff that that happens in you know the large corporations we we were amateurs i think but it was you know part of the things we were trying to discover as well was you know just being able to look at the data and find some clues for what you know, what made this program successful. They're like, wow, it was all the brown-eyed program managers seem to be <laughs> the hit. So we need to recruit brown-eyed program. <laughs> no, anyway, we didn't find any of that kind of data, but that was the the goal of it was to try to find you know what, what's you know how can we make this place better by looking at some of this data. So the church has a ton of data available. We do. Hey, I've got a question for you, uh, Jonathan. Uh, what about the website? Can you can you can you do something with your church website, such as looking at maybe certain pages that people might be going to more than other pages? Uh, that would be maybe a part of this data thing, right? Absolutely, and I don't want to get overly scary on folks with what you're collecting off your website. Um, you know, people go running, freaking out into the night now because we're talking about all the stuff we're collecting they don't know about. Um, but yeah, you go to a, a church website, they're collecting analytics like you wouldn't believe. Most websites by default do that. It's just, are they using that to know who's going to what pages, what time are they going, where are they coming from? Um, when you take that data and you layer in um, your, you take a graph or a, a plot of all the addresses of all your new, your first time visitors for one Sunday, you can start making all kinds of correlations. Um, and this is especially important for churches looking to start new campuses. Where are you going to start your campus? Is there a need in that area? And I would say there's a good, there's, and that, there's, a, there's a positive thing to going out and actually shaking hands and meeting people in your community where you want to go. Um, but you can get a lot of first time information on looking at some of that website traffic because you're right, you're collecting a ton of data off your website. So if I'm a pastor or, you know, like a, a leader in my church, how would I do that? I mean, do I have to have some kind of special uh, script or something? Uh, some kind of analytics that I need to add to my WordPress site. I mean, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting the data can be the fun part. So you'd have to talk to your web team and how who hosts your site. Um, you know, where you get where is that data being housed, and how do you turn that data and information you can use? Because it's one thing to say the website had a million unique hits last month. It's another thing to say where did they come from? How do I see those? Um, what IP range do they come from? And you, so you've got to have to get some help to do a lot of that. You can't just, you know, go to your WordPress site, click a button, and get a <laughs> well, no plugin but, for that, huh? No, uh, no. The dominant force in that arena right now is Google Analytics. So right. You just employ Google Analytics, and, and just to 
just to not freak any of our listeners out, <laughs> Jonathan's talking about, we can learn a lot about um, you know, visiting our website. A lot of people take that to, oh, they can see me and they can, they know what my favorite, you know, uh, ice cream flavor is, or it's what color just, shirt I'm wearing right yeah, now. Yeah. What color shirt? It's none of that. Okay. No, you, the closest thing you get is an IP address and you may know, within a half a mile or so where that IP address is located, but you don't know any personally, you don't know the person's name, you don't know, uh, just, just a, I don't wanna freak anybody out, you know, drive everybody <laughs> from church websites, you know, don't go to the church website again, they're gonna call you. Thanks you know, to this podcast, church traffic plummets. Yes. <laughs> so what are the downsides? Uh, we got a few, we got a few more minutes here. I mean, we're talking about the, the, the upside, you know, we can learn about our people, you know, hopefully get them plugged in the ministry, help them become grow spiritually. But I mean, Absolutely. what are the downsides? Well, you got to protect it. I mean, churches are, I've written articles about the need for churches to secure our data. Um, I, I'm convinced I could quit my job and retire comfortably hacking churches. <laughs> and and you say, well, that's obvious we have giving data. The giving data is only part of it. It's this, this other information, the non-financial data we're talking about that's also worth some money. So um, the downside is you've got to protect everything you're keeping. And then you want to treat it with respect. You want to make sure that your people know and anybody who's giving you data knows. Just like with donor intent, you want to make sure you're, you've got the data intent down and you're treating the data with respect and you're caring for it and you're not you know, walking around bragging about how many people in the church um, have brown eyes because you know, that's going to freak people out, to use the example from earlier. <laughs> I like that idea, actually. Yeah. Are there churches... <laughs> that you see doing a better job than others with this or just oh yeah and, and it, it, what's interesting is you know in the corporate world there, there are people called system analysts and data analysts um, most churches don't hire those positions <laughs> you know a discipleship pastor is told here figure this out or you have an it guy who knows how to write a few sql scripts and all of a sudden he's asked to create a, a report to to validate some kind of a, a, a purpose um, so I think churches struggle to do it well because we don't take the corporate example and say, how can we modify our processes and procedures and do it better? And then how do we get that data to the people that matter um, so that they can make the decisions? And then sometimes in churches, too, we, we have a huge bias where we're going to make the data say what we want it to say. So we want to build a $100 million auditorium. Therefore, all the data says we should build a $100 million auditorium. I mean, it is, it is, that's a challenge that we face in churches as well. Okay, good deal. All right, so uh, this has been good. We need to have you back on again. We've been talking to Jonathan Smith. And Jonathan, how can people get a hold of you to send all their complaints and things, you know? Um, I would have them send all the complaints to you. Okay. And then you guys know. <laughs> so the best way to fuss at me or to talk to me is uh, on social media. I'm, I'm on Twitter at Jonathan okay. E. Smith. Or feel okay. free to shoot me an email at uh, jsmith at faithlafayette.org. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, we need to have you on again. I'm excited about what you guys are doing over there in, in Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, sounds like some great things are happening there. And uh, it's good that you and Steve have connected to fellow geeks. <laughs> so, so you're 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 at a conference in North Carolina right now, right? You're speaking yes. at the conference. What are you speaking on? Um, I'm doing a few sessions. One session is on a panel on how to work remotely. Oh, um, and I like then, that. Uh, I've got uh, two sessions on church IT operations for XPs and church business administrators. Wow, good deal. Sounds, sounds It almost sounds like you know what you're doing. I would not go that far. 
Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to clarify. It's, right. just, it's just an illusion. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been good. And as uh, Jonathan said, you can contact him if you uh, just want to go straight to us. Send us an email at support. <laughs> support <laughs> at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our one of the things we do here. And if we can help your church in any way, we certainly would love to do that. That's why we do what we do here. It's more, it's it's not just the business. It's it's really our passion. It's our ministry. So uh, we want to appreciate Jonathan. Thanks for being on with us today. We sure appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great. All right, good. So he's Jonathan Smith. The other guy is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. Have a great day. We will catch you next time. Take care. <laughs>